1: I should have known. You did all this. You went to him, didn't you? Yes, I did. God damn it.
0: I came to you to help me. You came to me because I kick ass as an attorney. And in case you didn't notice, you wouldn't even be in the position to make a decision if it weren't for me.
1: In case you didn't notice, I have already made my decision. Because I don't give a shit what Harvey says. We're in the fourth quarter, we're up by ten, and I am not taking my foot off the gas.
0: What the hell is wrong with you? you have a chance to let someone keep their life and still get a win? Is revenge that important? It's not revenge, it's protection. From what? She went after me in public, tried to expose me as- As what? Exactly who you are? Well, here's a thought. If you don't want to be exposed as that, maybe try not being that in the first place. I
3: can't change who I
2: was.
1: No, but you
0: can start turning it around right now. And at the same time, you'll have
1: Harvey owe you and Scotty owe you. What good does it do? to have those people owe me if they're just gonna be like you and not pay up when the time comes.
0: I am paid up. You just don't get that because owing you doesn't mean doing whatever you say. I am a senior partner and I have done everything I can to help you come out a winner in this. And if you can't see that, that's on you. So I'll just say you're welcome and leave it at that
4: Suits Season 8, Episode 14 is over. If you're ready to hear us talk about peas in a pod, then Suits Yourself. I'm Rob Sesternino. back here with the guy who says he might give me weekend texting privileges soon. It's Chappelle. Chappelle, we're peas in a pod.
3: Two peas in a podcast. Yeah. It's us. Rob, uh, weekend texting? I love that. Uh, Weekend emails... Weekday no. emails, yeah, it's not my favorite thing in the world. No. Not at all. I don't like an email and,
4: any day of the week.
3: It's just not that efficient to me. Like, I like if you email me, I kind of need you to text me and tell me you emailed me. And so, right. it's like you just text me. Like, what the hell is an email? I got to sit here and, like, write a whole story now? Right, but there's so many people who email all the time. And I'm always thinking, when did y'all pick that up as a common form of communication? I thought that was like, in case of emergency, you send an email, like break glass. But Alexander Chester's always like, yeah, we email back and forth a few times. What? Yeah, let me sit email? down and
4: write a term paper back to you. Right.
3: Just send me a couple of LOLs, JKs, and emojis. You got to send an email. You got to be formal. I don't know. It's never been my thing. Um, But I guess Dr. shut down. Yeah, yeah. Same, same. But you know what? I'm not a big fan of the phone. People would know. No. Well, yes, I hate the phone, but I hate <laughs> voice notes so much. Oh, um, okay. Because I do that. <laughs> yes, you do. No, and the, it's yeah. not. I, 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 I don't, don't do that anymore. Not you. Yeah. No, no, it's fine. Like a lot of people send them, and I don't mind sending them. It's more like the iPhone uh, apparatus for listening to the voice notes is like. If you accidentally X out, then you got to start, uh, all, the way start over, all over. And you got to yeah, fast yeah, forward. Yeah. You know, it's a whole thing. And then please remember to like click the button to save it. Because if it goes away, you're like, what the hell did I even say? Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't yeah. like it. I'm a, I'm a receipts guy. I kind of need to see what I was talking <sighs> about.
4: I get that. All right. Well, we had a lot of receipts here in uh, this episode. As we got the return mm-hmm. of Scotty. And I, I wonder, is this it for Scotty? You think
3: we we'll are ever see Scotty again? I think... It felt like it did feel like the goodbye. It felt like the official close to the Scotty storyline. Um, and I I like Dana Scott as a character. I really do. I like that she is competitive, probably matched by the energy of Harvey as well, to where Dana Scott will go above and beyond to do uh to to win. We see it all the time. She's always underhanded. She's always cunning, and it's fun to watch. And I know anytime she's on screen, you can't trust her because she's always going to do what's in her best interest until it comes to Harvey. So having a character like that around who is just like, yeah, it's kind of like Harvey's, uh, like, his, the thorn in his side, right? He's like, I don't want to have to do these things to beat Scotty, but I kind of have to, but she would never do them to beat me. There are definitely times that I'm thinking, Scotty, you deserve better, but uh, seeing Data Scotty Stand up, roles, Scotty, may have been said. A, a few... Hundred times, you know, I think we coined it with with Scotty. I think she's who, where we started saying stand up, and we just never we never stopped from there. But this did feel like maybe the end of that storyline because St- Scotty ends up having to go talk to Donna, and those two people have always been at odds. We've never seen a lot of conflict between the two of them, but it's just like a cold war that's always been brewing between Scotty and Donna. And it felt like in this moment, he fi- she finally acknowledges this to Donna. Donna, we all see you won. It. It, yeah, it was never me, it was always you. Good luck. I hope things work out with you and Harvey. Now, Scotty doesn't know about Tommy K. Scotty so, doesn't know. Scotty, do- <laughs> I mean, it's fair, she yeah. doesn't know about Thomas Kessler. And, um, yeah, maybe Donna's like, Yeah, Harvey's too late, I've moved on. Who knows?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, interesting spot for her to pop back up. uh, And she's going to go head to head with Samantha Wheeler. And yeah, this is um, a battle that, uh, you know, kind of like takes Harvey by surprise. Uh, Scotty shows up at the coffee stand. I guess she was doing some uh, reconnaissance to find out who's this Samantha Wheeler person. I never heard about her. Uh, And Harvey knows immediately something's up.
3: Yeah, but he can't tell what she wants. He's thinking she's trying to get to some pitch or that she's trying to get the edge on him, but she's already done it. By asking who Samantha Wheeler was, it, l- it led Harvey to be like, oh, yeah, she's a badass. And the things that she does, they don't write about in the journal. Like, you know, she's like our undercover mercenary. You know, it was just that little bit of tidbit of information where Scotty's like, hmm, duly noted. And so now she knows she's dealing with somebody who's willing to bend the rules to work in moral gray areas to win cases. So when Samantha Wheeler shows up with her normal Samantha Wheeler-isms, you know, doing the the back alley stuff that she's been doing, Scotty's like, yeah, beat you to the punch. Mm-hmm. Judge, this lady, she's underhanded. We need to take her off the case. And it works very quickly. I mean, Scotty was efficient in this one, and it pissed Samantha Wheeler off.
4: Chappelle, you are, you know, so good at really getting to the bottom of what's going on in these cases could you follow what was happening in the client that Samantha was representing versus uh, what Scotty was representing? Because it's very muddy to me.
3: Yeah, so uh, I believe Scotty is uh, representing a like a credit card, like a cash app type situation where you can pay people online and people can open up accounts and stuff. It's like a like a digital credit system and um, What happened was, I guess, that they were trying to, they were cooking the books, making it seem like they had a lot of, they had like a lot of customers, but all these accounts that were not even being used. And like, you could tell that they weren't being used, but they were projecting that data as if like, oh, look at how successful we are. And so when uh, when Samantha Wheeler looks at it, she's like, oh, something's going on here because Scotty did some back alley stuff to get me out of here. So she must be hiding something. Mm -hmm. She takes it to Katrina, who has an eye for detail. Katrina's like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of accounts, but- They're fake accounts. So it turns out that this company has been doing this stuff underhanded. Scotty found out and she was like, all right, we'll let you make this right because we don't want all these people getting fired when this company goes under. So make it right. And in the meantime, I won't say anything, but you have to make it right. So while the company is trying to do that, now Samantha Wheeler and them have gotten wind of it. And they're like, wait a minute, hold on. This could be something that can get these people arrested. And if they start to investigate it, it could trickle down to Scotty. And so now Scotty's sitting here trying to figure out how to make this go away. But also she's in a heated battle with Samantha Wheeler that she might not be able to get out of.
4: Yeah, Thank you for all of that. Um, <laughs> what did Samantha Wheeler do? Have she met with like a competitor for this company or a different way to process the payments that ultimately set off this whole issue?
3: Yeah, it seems that way. It seems like she was trying to get to uh like she's like, listen, if I can get ahead of this and have them making payments into like a separate account, then uh they won't have to be because uh, I think what it is, it's a it's a credit card provider, right? And so she's like, listen, we're going to go in and make payments to a different account so that they don't have, they can't like get access to that stuff. And I guess it benefits the client in whatever way. And so while she's doing that, before she even meets with Scotty, Scotty kind of tips, figures it out beforehand. And she has evidence of like Samantha's past cases where she's been uh, like, uh, you know, burying evidence, pa- forcing payments, sta- statements withheld, meetings with competition. It's like, And she did that last week. And so Samantha's like, how did you even know that I did that last week? What are you talking about? Like paying into a trust isn't a violation, but meeting with competition is. And so now Samantha's thinking someone sold me up the river and Katrina says it was probably Harvey.
4: Yeah. And Harvey, what do we think about how he handles all of this here? Trying to kind of like sit on the fence between uh, Samantha and Scotty.
3: I think that that's probably ideal for Harvey to say, mm-hmm. you know what? Y'all got it. I'm not in it. Leave me alone. But the problem is he's already screwed up because Scotty had his number. Scotty already got him to give the information about Samantha. So Samantha Wheeler's like, hey, you work with me now. And your girl, she came at my neck. And if you shoot for the queen, you best not miss. And so she's like, all right. She F with the wrong Marine, Rob. So she's going <laughs> to, she's going to take,
4: yeah. So I didn't think Harvey gave down. up that much information though.
3: It was too much. You told her that I was, you told her I'd be moving in moral gray areas. Yeah, and but now, isn't that her reputation anyway? It is, but she don't want it to be. She wants mm-hmm. to be able to move in more gray areas and people not talk about it. She wants to do her yeah. in silence. But she now used to work
4: in a lot of gray
3: areas. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, she left that too, you know? And so she doesn't want, she doesn't want to to be known. Oh, wow. That is some synergy there. She doesn't want to be known for her time working in gray areas. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, so she's trying to separate herself from that, even though she's still working in gray areas, even Katrina tells her, have you tried not acting like this? She's got to
4: change that reputation that she's difficult to work with. She's tired of people saying that about her.
3: Right. She's and here so she's to set do, the record straight. She's got to do more serious work, more serious projects. And she has to stop uh meeting with competition and doing back alley stuff to, to get it done. So yeah, so Harvey tries to opt out, but Samantha Wheeler, I think she's right. Samantha mm. Wheeler, uh, um, she's been attacked. Uh Scotty came after her. So I'm kind of like, You come for me, let's go, let's fight. So Samantha's ready to smack uh Scotty around, especially now yeah. that she knows that. Scotty is uh up a creek. I mean, she's literally about to go to jail if this investigation goes through. Samantha Wheels like, "Whoop, well, you shouldn't have came for me. Yeah. Sorry. So Scotty's
4: gonna call up Donna and like, Donna, you gotta help me. I'm gonna go to jail. You need to, you need to help me fix this. And so Donna is going to try to tell Harvey he needs to save Scotty. Harvey's not willing to do that.
3: No. Cause Scott uh, Harvey, uh, well, first when Scotty comes to Donna, Donna immediately is like Don, like uh, Scotty, girl. First of all, don't be pulling up over here like that. Cause I already know you tricked Harvey, and you already don't even like me like that. So what's up? So she tells her about you know how she covered this up for them, but she was doing what she thought was uh, the right thing, right? The greater good. We see that coming up in Suits a lot these days. Where that was the name of the last episode. Exactly. I can bury that would evidence. Would been better for this episode. I think so. Peas in a pot. Uh, peas in a pot isn't bad. It's not awful. But, yeah, they just keep saying, like, I get that you wanted to... That you bent the law, but... You know, Mike Ross told us it's okay as long as you're yeah. okay with it, you know, as long as you think that it's helping the most people. Um now that might not be true, but Donna's kind of okay. I get it. And I don't want Scotty to go to jail because deep down even though she's always kind of been jealous of Scotty, she also, you know, understands that Scotty was doing what she thought was correct. And so she goes to Harvey with this same information, and Harvey's like, "Uh, so you want me to screw over Samantha for the person who I accidentally threw her under the bus to. Like, I've already made this case harder for her, and now you want me to double down and help Scotty even Mm -hmm. more? And Donna goes, absolutely. That's exactly what I want you to do. I want you to help Scotty, because she's always looked out for us. And to that, I was like, since when? (laughs) I mean... Scotty has done things for Mike Ross, that is true. But even Harvey said it like always. She's like, okay, mm-hmm. listen, maybe, maybe not, not last, last time. time, maybe not with maybe Stanley not Gordon. Time. Yeah. Maybe there's a couple times where she didn't. But for the most part, Harvey, when you go to Scotty, she has your back when it comes to certain things mm-hmm. like this. You've been able to leverage your re- relationship, your friendship, and her emotional attachment for your greater good, for your good, Harvey, all the time. This is the time you need to look out for Scotty. Yep.
4: Yeah. And that's when uh Harvey says she's supposed to be better than me. And Donna retorts that, no, she did exactly what you would have done. You two are two peas in a pod.
3: Yeah. And he's like, no, she's supposed to be better. Like, that's the thing. Harvey's always coming to Scotty and saying, Scotty, I need your help because I did a Harvey thing. Now he's like, oh, Scotty's doing Harvey things. When did you sing so low? I think Mm -hmm. Mike Ross really did rub off on all these people.
4: Yeah, Um, I did not like how Samantha was with Katrina in this episode. You know, we've been hard on Katrina lately with the Brian stuff, but no Brian here in this episode. And uh, we've been a little bit of, you know, you know, going after Katrina. But Samantha is out of control with like, you owe me. You have to do whatever I say. You're my butler.
3: (laughs) My butler Um, She owes her a favor You know And that's the other thing Um, uh, Katrina and Harvey now owe Samantha a favor And Samantha's like I have been Bending to y'all's will To my detriment Left and right And now here I am All I want to do Is send Dana Scott to prison Damn
4: (laughs) Yeah Like what's up What good is it Having somebody owe you one When they don't do Whatever you say
3: Katrina's like, that's not the point. You know, like <laughs> I will, I can do whatever I can to an extent, even go above and beyond. This doesn't mean like you owe me one, so now you are, you are my slave. You know, like, you just have to do what I want. So Katrina's like, Katrina shuts it down. I love Katrina. In this episode, mm-hmm. it's. I wonder what was different about Katrina in this episode than the last few. The last few, it just, she just wasn't sitting right with me. But in this one, that Katrina man mm-hmm. really appreciated her. We need to keep more of this energy for Katrina. She shuts Samantha up and is like, hey, bro. Yeah. I already did you a little favor. Move on. You lucky that I helped you with this much because it would have it would have been your ass. You're not even supposed to be working on this case. The judge said, I don't want to see you in these quarters anymore, Samantha. So yeah, she's got to yeah. uh, come off her high horse a little bit. And she just needs to let Scotty off the hook, do a settlement, and call it a day.
4: Yeah, Katrina's like, what's wrong with you? Why are you like this?
3: You know, Donna asked Harvey the same thing. He's like, <laughs> I'm not helping Scotty. He's like, what's wrong with you? He's like, what, you want me to throw... Samantha under the bus, after I already threw her under the bus, and I was like, Yes, yes, I do, because it's Scotty. I think to a certain extent, people are like, You can win, but mm-hmm. at what cost? Right. And I think for Samantha Wheeler, she's staring that question in the face. Yeah. All
4: right. So ultimately, they're gonna take this settlement. Um, we see Scotty call up Donna and say, Why'd you do it? Why'd why'd you get them to settle? Why'd you help me?
3: Yeah. And Scotty's like, Come on, Donna what's up tell me what's Mm -hmm. up and donna's like come on scotty you know you know what this is it's me it's you this is what you know dang we both love harvey okay Mm -hmm. god you what you want me to say the words and she's like yeah i know you love harvey you always loved harvey but why are you helping me she's like because deep down i know you care about harvey and i'm donna and i can't do nothing that it doesn't take harvey's best interest into consideration so yeah here we are (laughs) and so scotty like for what is worth donna Good luck, man. Yeah. I, I see you still out here in the trenches, dog. I hope I it's you. For you. Yeah. Yeah. I hope it's you cause, um, stand up all the way out. Like that's them parting words. I don't think we're going to see Scotty again.
4: Yeah. I think that's it. And so when Harvey and Donna, they have like a conversation and uh, the Scotty thing comes up, but uh oh, here comes Tommy K. Thomas Kessler comes out of the elevator and Harvey meets him for the first time or like uh, and sees that this is going on for the first time. And uh, Donna like scoots away. Harvey sees what's going on and yeah, that, that's it. And so he's like left a little bit shook and uh then samantha ends up coming over and finally somebody will have a drink with harvey
3: yeah every like, one of these episodes wanna... ends with harvey, by himself. <laughs> harvey alone he's like so samantha you want to hang out she's like that's fine that's mm-hmm. that's okay we could do that uh yeah there was a moment where harvey was about to say something to donna he was like did scotty mention anything mm-hmm. about and then tommy k gets off the elevator i'm like well what was he about to say you know uh, um, yeah I'm sure it was going to be. Did Scotty give you your blessing to come up and pursue me? Like, well, you know, I I don't really know where Harvey was going with it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm thinking in these episodes, after his little sad boy moment that he had last episode, and now seeing Donna uh, with Tommy K and seeing Scotty walk away for probably the last time, I'm thinking that Harvey's now reading the Roman thing. Him? Oh God, it's it, just me. Yeah. This is yeah, who you think- lay with? You think you think Scotty uh I'm sorry, you think Harvey is uh threatened by Tommy K? You think he's going to like take this seriously?
4: What do you think? He's just going to be nothing?
3: Well, I mean, you know, D- Donna has dated people in the past and so we haven't seen Harvey make mm-hmm. a big stink about it. But I feel like Thomas Kessler, I think his uh since he is a client, I think he's going to be more in enthralled in the, you know, Yeah. Uh, the specter- two episodes left like whatever. This yeah. is like He's coming back. Come on. Yeah, he's coming back. And no. Harvey's going to have to deal with him and deal with Donna. Oh, we're going to have a fiery deposition, aren't we? <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is where we're going to get maybe into Katrina Bryan territory that Thomas yeah. Kessler is going to have a case and Harvey's going to have to be involved and he's going to have to be representing uh-huh. him. And then he's going to be like a jerk towards Thomas Kessler for no reason. Mm-hmm. And Thomas Kessler's like, hey, why is Harvey giving me a hard time? Like, ah, oh, that's just Harvey. That's how he is, yeah. and then ultimately uh, that Donna's going to have to pick.
3: Yeah, it's like uh, Logan and, uh, was it Logan and Mike Ross? When he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> he's yeah. like, uh, yeah, your girlfriend's been committing fraud all over the place, and Mike Ross is like, how dare you? It's like,
4: mm-hmm. she committed mm-hmm.
3: fraud all yeah. up, all up and down, he, down these Harvey walls. Will throw the papers
4: up in the air like Mike <laughs> Ross did that one time?
3: <laughs> Mike Ross threw a whole bitch fit.
4: <laughs> he had a
3: BF. Okay.
4: Uh, Let's talk about Lewis here with Dr. Lipschitz has to represent Dr. Lipschitz. And of course, this is suits. This is how it goes. Uh, Dr. Agard is going to have a case. You know, every single person that we know in personal life is going to eventually have some sort of like legal matter that needs to be represented by somebody from the firm. And here in this case. Lewis goes in to see Dr. Lipschitz. Dr. Lipschitz is upset. He realizes he has a personal issue, and it turns out that there is a client that Dr. Lipschitz is seeing. His name is Craig Boyd. He had been treated by Dr. Lipschitz. He was a construction worker. He had some kind of an episode on the construction site, and now that Dr. Lipschitz is being named as a uh, defendant in a suit.
3: Yeah, and this is bad because Lewis is like, ah, Doctor Lipschitz, you're going through something. Let me help you. And he's like, Lewis, we've been uh, we've been working together for a while, and I know that you're a really good lawyer until you get emotionally attached to something, and then you're an awful lawyer. You're the worst. You definitely, you know, threw a whole case and millions of dollars down the drain for a cat one time. Like I was mm-hmm. there, and so he's like, ah, people don't forget. And so he's like, no, Lewis, it's fine. Louis is like, no, please let me help you. He's like, no, 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 I, no, I insist. He's like back and forth, back and forth. And he's pretty much in tears. Like, Lewis, for the love of God, I just don't want to use you. He's like, well, sorry, I'm shutting this down because your lawyer sucks. And so uh, I'm going to come in and I'm going to make sure you can keep your license. And if we have to blame uh, this guy and his manic behavior on his, uh, you know, uh, uh, mental capacity or whatever, then that's what we're going to do. Because we need to keep Dr. Lipschitz on the streets. He needs to still be a lawyer. I'm sorry, a therapist to help other people out. And Lewis is the perfect lawyer to do it now. From Lewis's perspective, I definitely understand why he's going above and beyond for this. He loves Dr. Lipschitz as a friend, but also he really can't function without him yet. It just it just hasn't mm-hmm. happened. But we find out that Dr. Lipschitz makes Lewis a deal. All right, I'll let you be my lawyer this time. But if you are, I can't be a therapist anymore. And I was like, ooh, that's a plot twist. Yeah. He doesn't ultimately give in, but,
4: you know, yeah. he tried. He walks it back. Lewis knows that he'll, he can get him to take Stop. it back. Yeah. yeah, And so... um. That Lewis has a plan, wants to break uh, Craig Boyd on the stand. Dr. Lipschitz, you know, he doesn't want to see any of his patients harmed. And so uh, Lewis ultimately is going to go back and tell Craig Boyd, hey, just so you know, Dr. Lipschitz, I could have broken you like that. And Dr. Lipschitz said, no. Is that the kind of guy you think that would uh, be somebody that hurts you? Now, Lewis said, I represent every construction firm in the country. I'll get you another job. (laughs) Like. Is that so easy? Like, uh, are there a lot of construction companies that are like, hey, this guy had like a major meltdown on a construction
3: site. But like, trust me. Um, If Lewis has been making people millions of dollars protecting their interests on the legal aspects, it may be right. Maybe they're like, he's like, can you hook him up? It ain't mm-hmm. got to be the most important job. It's a no show job. Need, you know, Cadillac job where you're just chilling. Give him a shovel. Let him lean on it a little bit, you mm-hmm. know. Give him a good paycheck Hook him up Yeah Lewis represents the top Construction uh, firms in the country And if he has this Access to them Then maybe he can Get this guy's foot in the door But he does tell him, Hey if I do this for you You gotta keep going to therapy Because Mm -hmm. you obviously need it
4: Yeah Okay Now Rob Yeah
3: Was Dr. Lipschitz guilty?
4: Did he Is this his fault? (sighs) Um, I think that what they said was that he misprescribed uh, some kind of medication. Uh, it sounds like um,
3: yeah, but he he definitely did right? like uh, didn't they they brought in a, an expert? And mm-hmm. the expert's like, yeah, we have an expert who's going to testify that, you know, this was in this was done incorrectly. And Lewis is like, they always bring in experts. That's nothing. This is just yeah. typical court rigmarole. And Dr. Lipschitz says, no, nah, this guy can't be bought. He's different. And, you know, I really think we should hear this guy out. I was like, Dr. Lipschitz, are you a quack? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know enough
4: about it. It sounds like that. So that what happened was he suffered a manic episode on the construction site and that had to deal with the, uh, the medication. You know, it's interesting, like similar tonally to what's going on in the story with Alex Williams. And, uh, you know, was there some kind of a mistake that was made? I, I really, I don't know. I, like, uh, You know, who's to say, uh, you know, with these medications and can Dr. Lipschitz guarantee that, you know, the medication he prescribes doesn't cause um, some kind of an incident in one patient that it wouldn't in another?
3: Yeah. I mean, even he even says it at some point. Like, I'm just picking on Dr. Lipschitz. He even said it at some point that it's not a direct science, right? It's not, if I give you this, you will act directly like this all the time and you will not have any manic attacks. Uh, It happened. And there were other incidences as well in this guy's life. You know, I think he said he talked to his wife or his mother or mm-hmm. something like that that could have triggered it. There's a, a lot of things that could have happened here. But I just thought it was so funny that Dr. Lipschitz was kind of like, I mean, if I say I did it. You know, mm-hmm. Lewis is kind of like, no, absolutely not. Doctor Lips is like, well, I mean, it's not yeah. worth going up and you know and attacking this guy based off of my mistake. I think there's an non-zero chance that this was a a, blubber, a blunder by Doctor Lip- Lipschitz. But at the same time, like, I don't think he needs to move his, lose his license. You know, uh, this guy lost his job. He's upset about it. He kind of just wants some uh, compensation for his, uh, for his time and for you know his loss of employment.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, honestly, like, kind of feels like that the uh, there was another person that uh, got hurt in the accident who was uh, in a coma. Kind of feels like that that would be the person that like that person's family would probably be like bringing the lawsuit against Dr. Lipschitz.
3: Yeah, I think that that person's family was probably suing the construction company and the construction company is pointing it off on this client. Mm-hmm. And then the client is pointing it on Dr. Lipschitz. So I think it just like it trickles downhill.
4: Yeah. All right. Then the other story that's going on here is Alex Williams is representing uh, somebody who did did you understand what the device was that um, Alex Williams was representing the company that they make?
3: Yeah, so they have a machine that regulates insulin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I guess you like you just attach yourself to it and in, in the middle of the night, and it like you know, it pumps the insulin into you when you need it. Um, maybe you know, it doesn't seem like something you would have to uh you go in and manually do, yeah. you just set like a timer for it to do it at ever so many increments. And so this guy has this uh well, this company has this product, and it's supposed to be helping a lot of people, but this one particular time there's a client who's saying, Hey. I, it was supposed to pump insulin at three, and it did not. It did not happen, and it's the machine's fault. And my wife died, and I uh, need to be compensated for my loss. And I want this this company taken down. You know, like y'all have to admit that this was a faulty machine, and that other people are probably entitled to compensation as well if something like this has happened. And the other company is like, I'm not admitting to that. We have a machine that works and that saves lives, and we need Alex to prove it.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah, Alex Williams goes uh, really hard against this guy uh, says that the guy forgot to load uh, or set the the timer on the machine. I mean, it seems like that there is a lot of room for human error in this type of thing, whereas you have to set up the timer every single day to mm-hmm. make this work. I mean, um, I, I really I don't know if this is a real device or or not. So I, I don't want to like, uh, you know, talk too much like out of school here about this, but Seems like that there's a lot of room for somebody to make this type of mistake.
3: Right, which is why that is the angle that the company and Alex are taking. The, the company says, Well, Alex, you know this wasn't on a machine. You you know what happened. It's kind of uh, um, it's kind of like with any device, right? You said, like, if someone says, Oh, I was late for work, it's like, oh, what happened? Oh, my alarm didn't go off. It's like, did the alarm not go off or did you not set it? You know, it's like, no, the alarm didn't go off. It's like as many phones have you've had. How many times has the alarm just refused to go off? That one time, you know, the three o'clock alarm went off, the four o'clock alarm went off. But for some reason, the five o'clock alarm, the phone just glitched and it doesn't work at all. It's not very, it's like, it's probably not, you know, very common for that to happen. So Alex was like, yeah, I know what I need to do. I need to tell this man that he didn't set the clock. He set it for the wrong time. It didn't work. And it's a user error, not the machine's error.
4: I'm just glad that Alex Williams didn't come out and hit him with the, are you sure it wasn't an AM PM issue?
3: <laughs> like, you sure you had it you, set you, right to AM? Switch it on. Right. Did you try to turn it on and off? You know, this is a tech issue. This is a was issue. Was it daylight no. savings time, sir? He he essentially did hit him with that. He's just like, so are you positive you set the time? He's like, yes, I'm positive. He's like, are you sure? It's like, yeah, so what time did you mm-hmm. set the time? I don't really remember. So you don't remember what time you set the time, but you know you set the time. It sounds like you could have not set the time. Maybe this is you thing. Maybe you killed your, your wife. The guy's like, what? That's absurd. And so he storms out. And then later on, uh, thanks to the help from Gretchen, we find out that, you know, maybe, just maybe... There was some other things going on with this machinery. Apparently, there's a glitch that happened when they ran this report. That did happen uh, around the software like, update. You know, what- Yeah, like a software update. Exactly. To where something's going on that stopped it from doing its normal behavior. And that's not a user error. That's a computer error. And so now it's like, oh, God, I have Mm -hmm. to go apologize to this man because I just accused him of killing his wife. And we probably owe him whatever it is he's asking for. So Alex does not want his client to lose this. They do good work. This machine, this insulin machine has been helping people. But... We do have to acknowledge that it messed up, and so they uh, Alex ends up going to the guy's house to make up for everything.
4: Yeah, he brings him like the paperwork. Like uh, Alex Williams finds this glitch, and he's like, "What's this about?" He's like, uh, "We didn't know about that until like wait, you, you you just found out about it now?" He's like, "What? Look, it's not important. This machine's yeah, helping yeah. a lot of people." Uh, and so Alex mm. Williams like drops the the file off at the guy's house and says, "But you know, hey, look, this
3: machine does help people." So. You know, yeah, you get yours, Let's keep but keep these people in business. Don't right. We're not shutting them out. Don't down. take the company we're out. Not. Right, exactly. Now, the company, to be fair to uh, to this guy, um, the company is definitely like, yeah, we're good people. We do good work, and we don't mind you thinking that you killed your uh, your wife because we, we're for the greater good. Now, we're the one that you should be taking this L. You should be saying, yeah, dang, I really, I'm I'm gonna shoulder or carry that burden of guilt. Um, so that this company doesn't have to acknowledge that they screwed up. So the company actually says, Alex, take a bunch of documents and just bury it. Bury yeah. the evidence. Pull up a truck and drop 5,000 copies of these documents off to where they, they could never see this. So you actually gave it to them, but it's hidden and they're never going to find it. Um, but like Gretchen, like I said earlier, Gretchen is the one who talks to Alex like, my husband died from, uh, you know, a diabetes. And uh, if, that you know, I would not want to think that I killed him if I didn't. And so, you know, let's make this right. And so it works. Uh, you know, they actually go with it. And then Alex is able to win his case. I think this is Alex's most successful case thus far. I mean, he did accuse a guy of killing his wife, but everything else went pretty well. hmm Yeah. Um,
4: it's his most successful case, but I think also a case that, he's going to lose, right? Like he kind of like he, uh, he's representing the company. Like, uh, he gets yeah. the guy to like, not like whistleblow on the company, but I think he's going to like pay him off.
3: Yeah. he's gotta pay him off. This settlement does help the company though. Cause if they don't settle, then this company mm-hmm. is out of commission completely. And I, and who could blame them, right? Like, yeah, y'all do good work, sure. but also you tried to make me feel like I killed my wife. Yeah. Um, Alex uh,
4: and Gretchen then have an exchange at the end of the episode. And um, first off, Gretchen's like, are you hitting on me? Uh, And uh, (laughs) he's like, no. Uh, But I'm going to dinner. And is is it his father or his father-in-law that he's trying to set up with Gretchen?
3: His father-in-law, yeah. He doesn't want Gretchen to be his new mommy, but he wouldn't mind if she was his new Mm -hmm -hmm. mommy-in-law. And Gretchen at first is like, what, you want me to go out with your daddy? Okay, yeah, call him. I'm down. Mm-hmm. You know, she's single. She's a she's a widow. He's a widower. This might work out. I don't know if we ever find out any more about Alex's relationship with Gretchen as far as his dad is concerned or his dad-in-law is concerned. But, you know, I, I, you can see Alex getting closer to Gretchen in a way that we really haven't seen before. There's a couple of, uh, you know, characters on the show who come across Gretchen, but they haven't really built that bond with Gretchen. And I think this is the, like, one of the earliest signs of this, these
1: two being a good partnership. All right, Chappelle,
4: this is an episode uh, where you could go in a lot of different directions for the Liddy.
3: Yeah. Um, Lewis was really trying to do Dr. Dr. Lipschitz a favor. He was going above and beyond, and he didn't break down to his old Lewis behaviors where he got really emotional about this Mm -hmm. and started lashing out. He didn't sabotage himself Through the emotion. So I think that's a good shout for Lewis. Also, you see Harvey, who's able to kind of dodge the Scotty and Samantha drama for the most part. Mm -hmm. You know, he does end up picking Scotty over Samantha. I don't think it was the wrong choice, uh, but you know, we've seen Harvey handle things much, much worse. Um, Donna still got Tommy K. So, you know, Donna was kind of an
4: operator behind the scenes with like talking to Scotty.
3: Yeah, Katrina was very, very good with Samantha. You know, uh, Samantha is trying to do some things to put Scotty away, and Katrina's like, hey, bro, you're not going to bully me. You know, her and Samantha have a very interesting relationship Mm -hmm. to where they're not really about the small talk. They both acknowledge each other as professionals, and I like seeing Katrina stand up for uh, for herself. Uh, So there's a lot of different ways I think we can go with this, but who are you leaning toward?
4: Of the people that we see, I feel like the person who had the certainly the personal win I'm not sure so much about the professional win i feel like i'm leaning towards lewis uh he also like mm-hmm. finds out about you know he's very supportive about everybody's romances um in terms of like i guess like his situation with sheila with tara like he's seen it all and so he's like very approving of what donna is doing with uh her situation Lewis, he demonstrates growth with Dr. Lipschitz, like uh, he is making sure that he's not going over the line.
3: Yeah, I, I can go with Lewis, but I do want to flag something. While we give Lewis the liddy for this one, uh, Donna does go to Lewis and say, Lewis, I'm dating Tommy K. And Lewis is like, say no more. You know what? I I love it. You like it. I love it. Sure, it's one of our clients, but... I trust you. Tommy K seems like a stand-up guy. And for some reason, I just feel like those words are going to come back to bite him. You know, hmm. there has to be some type of conflict of interest when you're the COO of the law firm is dating the client, you know? Hmm. Uh what happens when Tommy K wants to put his uh personal interest above the law firm or vice versa, you know? What if the law firm wants to go in a different direction and that's Donna's boyfriend? You know, so I think there's something there, but I think in the moment uh I'll allow it, you know, but I definitely think that Donna going and saying, you know, this is not, I mean, it's not against the rules. It's kind of fr- probably frowned upon for mm-hmm. one of your bigger clients to be, you know, dating your COO. So just something to point out.
4: Okay. I don't think we had uh, too many references here other than Samantha, as you as you referenced, uh, tell Scotty you effed with the wrong Marine.
3: Yeah, the, uh, the guy who is the... Um, he, he's the guy the the client who is um, I guess the plaintiff against this company because they they killed his wife or that the machine was faulty or whatever and didn't work and uh causing his wife's demise uh his name is Mr. Kendrick And I was like, oh, Kendrick, we got more uh, like a few good men, like random Easter eggs, because that guy was Kendrick, you know. Uh, And so there was moments where it kind of mirrored that, too. Uh, Even when Alex is cross-examining it, it gave me good a few good men vibes. I like that they keep bringing this out. Uh, You know, you F with the wrong Marines, it needed to happen.
4: Okay. Let me get to some feedback here. Uh, We got one from David who said, uh, did everybody end up on top at the end of this episode? Is this the Rare Suits episode where everybody ends up? Like making out okay?
3: Everybody's fine. Scotty is probably down bad, the worst, but you know it's not so bad, right? It's like, Scotty, you could be in jail. You know, uh, Harvey doesn't have the best episode, but he doesn't end it alone. He gets to go hang out with Samantha for a while. Samantha takes an L that she doesn't really want to take, but I think she's starting to learn that there's a lot more to this game than just winning at all costs. Mm -hmm. Uh, So yeah, I think there are a lot of moral victories here too. Not a lot of people who are really down bad at the end of it all.
4: Okay, Chappelle, this is a very interesting feedback that we got from somebody who calls themselves Mm -hmm. Katrina Stand Up. They say Brian's babysitter definitely died, right? He said they lost oh my her god. and she was sick recently. Are we gonna come back to this? Is Brian's babysitting situation that his babysitter
3: died? I have no words to that. I can I what? Oh my god, I'm more concerned about the wife. You know, she's nowhere to be Where seen. Will we ever, Will met we ever meet wife? her? Yeah, is there a wife? Is this even Brian's baby? You know, I I just don't trust Brian. Okay, so if you maybe Brian killed the baby, uh, you know that's that's probably dark. Maybe let's leave that out of the conversation. Um, But yeah, I think we should start looking at Brian's personal life and find out why he's so free to do all of this canoodling with Katrina. Katrina's the innocent one here. I I suspect Brian of everything that he's doing, and I think that he's guilty of it all. Okay, all right, Chappelle. Anything else you
4: want to say here on season eight, episode fourteen?
3: Yeah, we got some ratings and reviews. Five-star reviews. We're always looking for those on suitspodcast.com. And one Mm -hmm. of this says, uh, you know, we got one from Engineer Gen 1. So, uh, not Generation 1, but it looks like maybe Jennifer 1. Um, But yes, Engineer Gen 1 says, RHAP slash PSR are the penultimate of podcasts can never go wrong with Robin Chappelle. I'm a tough critic of podcasts and they're just magic. I've never watched Tooth before, but if they're covering it, I'll watch it. I got one word to describe my MO when it comes to RJP: loyalty. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, That's for that a nice feedback. One. Um, That's amazing. Amazing. Love Good feedback.
4: Chappelle then over in the Facebook group, a lot of positive feedback for your breakdown of Katrina and Brian over the last couple of days. Um, <laughs> Uh Misty <laughs> says uh Chappelle losing his mind over Brian's arm sniffing in the Ferraro Rocher commercial <laughs> took me out this morning. <laughs> uh Jamie said oh my god Chappelle's rants on today's episode had me crying and the Ferraro Rocher commercial comment was
3: just the tip of the iceberg. I was in a mood I was in a mood before we started recording where I was like, Chappelle, you're doing a lot right now. I was like, I have, I have things to say. And so, yeah, when I started to word vomit, I don't know why Ferrero Rocher was the, uh, the company I decided to pick up, pick on, but yeah, Brian was being a weirdo. I don't like this guy. Can we get him out of here? Mm -hmm. I'm telling you just, just for Jeff Malone, I was too hard on you. Okay. Well, two episodes left here
4: in season eight. I think that we'll probably see some more Brian. I would imagine. they tend to bring everybody back all hands on deck for the last episode or two. Yeah, let's ship them off to Gitmo. Okay. You know? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So two episodes left. Uh, By the way, yeah, so we do have the full Zane, Spectre, Lit, Wheeler, Williams in the opening credits. We are updating in the real time.
3: Yeah, which is crazy because that means that they could update it again if we potentially lose somebody. But I don't think they're giving us any hints that anybody could be leaving. I just think it's unrealistic to think that by the end of this all, we'll have all five of those names on the wall. Okay. All right. Chappelle, where can people keep up with you? Uh, here on Post Show Recaps. You know, I ju- we just wrapped up Rap Shit. Mari and I, or the finale of Rap Shit should be dropping. Uh, if it hasn't already dropped, then uh, Mari and I's coverage of that on the Connect on Post Show Recaps. It's also wrapping up House of Villains with Genie on the Hit or Quit. Thank you for letting me tag in for you there. Uh, and then, yeah, I'll, I'll basically, if I'm t- talking about it, I'll tweet about it. I'm tweeting from at Chappelle's underscore show per usual. All right, I'm at Rob Cistronino. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back
4: tomorrow uh, once again to talk about season eight, episode 15, as we're down to just 12 Suits episodes left here in our journey. So looking forward to that. We'll get down to the Dirty Dozen tomorrow. Mm -hmm. All right, thank you so much for joining us. Take care, everybody have a good one. Bye.